Kiprios, Justin Bourne. Coming to you from a studio no bigger than your average elevator. <laughs> Due to the fact that we've been pushed out for breaking Major League Baseball news that never really came. That is pretty wild. Sammy. Or Sammy. I don't know. We need him. So you know Sammy's back when he's not back from a bathroom break. You know, he's uh, he's working on Colby, I think. It's also he has to climb into Derek's lap. Colby. There you go. <laughs> oh, well. Have we got Colby? It's game time. Let's get hungry. Who <laughs> <laughs> did that? Is that... Kemper, are, you control it. You, you run in the controls in there. That's scary. Are, are we still on skip the dishes or are we advanced to skip a meal? <laughs> <laughs> I would hammer food. <laughs> <laughs> hammer food. I would hammer food. Oh, my God. You're How so is, lucky I'm nice. You're, how's the you're diet? pulling this out on the air. I text this to Borny the other day when I see you with your little Willie Nylander hat on and your glasses at the end of your nose. Every time I see it, I go, I, I, I sent this thing to Borny and I almost sent it. It's like this little gif of the guy like holding a skateboard. He's like, we're all the cool kids. At. <laughs> like, <laughs> you calling me styles? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm calling you styles for sure. With that look. Oh, I like your, Trying to go back to high school with that. You know what the alternative is? Bad hair. <laughs> Bad hair day. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I hear you. It's also got the little boot there with on you. The one. So what's going on? Are you? I mean, are you breaking news on uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates? I mean, what are you up to these days? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just working, working pens games, uh, getting ready. I just did a little shoot for the uh, Heritage Classic game this weekend, and. You'll see something coming up there. I got my all, all my kids involved. It was awesome. I don't know. I might. I don't know. It's for, it for Tim Horton, so it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, so that that's what I I just did that today actually. So staying kind of busy, guys, and uh, keeping track of the Pens and how they've been playing. They've been playing through a, a bear of a of a schedule right now against a lot of the top teams. Uh, so and, and and obviously following hockey and the craziness of everyone scoring like mad lately. Yeah, the uh, the Penguins are among that, uh, you know, one of those teams that does that too. What what are the their cup hopes this year? They they, they legitimate or what? Because they sure seem like a bit of a force. Cool. We really want to write yeah, them they, off. You know that, yeah, right? Yeah, it would be nice. I know everyone's been waiting to do that. I I, I know like that. You got to think like you know what Ron Hextall is thinking and coming in right and and Brian Burke and their job and and what was supposed to happen. You got to get first of all, you got to get contracts done. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Latang, Malkin, Rust, uh, and others. But uh, at the end of the day, like, I think everyone was kind of thinking, okay, no Malkin, no Crosby at the start of the year, what's going to happen? I think they put them in a pretty tough – I think the players have put, I think, the, the organization in a kind of a tough spot this year just because, one, with the contracts, yes, okay, that's not the player's fault, but just their play. Like, because they, they've, they've played really well. They've played – you know, Carolina, the Rangers, they played Florida last night. They beat Tampa the other night. Um, you know, through the stretch, they've got Vegas on Friday. It's, 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 been a, it's been a big stretch leading up here to the trade deadline, and they've still managed to kind of hang in there, all while really having, right now, one line, the Crosby line. I mean, there's a big hole in the middle of their lineup. It's Geno, and then a big hole. Uh, and I, I think that's, you know, one of the situations, if they can. I, they're right to the cap, though, and 
you guys know how hard it is to try to make some of these deals happen with this, but uh, that's, if they can't, if they can't fix that, uh, I don't see how they're going to get past some of these teams just because of the depth of a lot of these other high end teams. So are they just outside? I think they're just outside of those echelon top echelon of teams. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see if, if, if they can pull anything off here, anything can happen because, you know, the Rodriguez, the Kapanen, um, you know, they got Danton Heinen, Zucker's out still after surgery, Danton Heinen. And, and, you know, those guys just aren't scoring at the clip they did to start the season. So it's, 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 it's made a huge hole in depth scoring in the middle of their lineup. And that's, kind of a glaring thing for their team right now. Isn't that an obvious to trade one of them? Yeah. And uh, ex-Leaf Kapanen seems to be a name we're starting to hear more and more about. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is right now. And I don't know. I, I expected I expected more just from his play to be a little bit more of a game breaker. Like we saw it at spur, in spurts in Toronto, right? Like where he could, you know, his speed and his skill. And I think at times his tenacity was there, but I mean, it's been, it's been hard to notice him. He's been picking up a little bit of steam as of late the last few games where he's a little bit more, I guess, noticeable and involved, but it's man, it's been, it's been challenging for him for sure this year to, you know, get his wheels turning at all with any kind of uh, confidence or uh, impact on games. Like you'd expect, like I, I, I picture him. Yeah. Okay. He's got speed. He's got that pull-up play. Uh, you know, I, you know, he's quick at cutting back and forth in the corners, right? He's elusive that way. But I expected more of like that elusive, but like with a little bit of grind to his game and tenacity on it. It just, it hasn't been there for him. And so production has been hard to come by for him. And he just hasn't been able to click with Malkin right now. And and they, they're trying to make it work. We see little bursts of it. He's gotten a few points in his last three games, four games or so, but it's, it, it just, it's, it's been really, really hard. Uh, to find any chemistry or his game, um, you know, touching that next level where it can really help the Penguins. Yeah, I've always thought that his pull-up would work a lot better if he would take it to the hoop a little bit more, but that's just my take. Um, You know, you talked about all the goals in the NHL right now. We've been trying to figure out what's going on with that. You know, Kipper mentioned all the rules that have changed have helped the uh, the players and not the goalies, but there's been no drastic change from last year to this year. And, I mean, pucks are going in all over the place. I'm wondering, we talked about this up top of the show too, is is it possible that this actually plays in the Leafs' favor? Like a, a, a type of game where there's more goals being traded than there is this year. Could that be beneficial to the Leafs or do you think it's still going to dry up come postseason? And, and please say no. <laughs> Kipper, don't change Kipper don't change what a beauty well I I think I think looking at like look the Penguins just played Florida last night Florida scoring what 4.10 goals per game uh they can score themselves out of trouble most of the time and that's what people think you know okay the Leafs the Leafs are just score goals they'll beat you by scoring goals uh but also you know Florida has like a stiffness and a depth stiffness to their game, uh, even on their back end as well. So it's uh, it's kind of a complimentary thing for the way they play a little bit comparatively to how much they score. So I, I, the reason why, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just it's guys are going crazy. Schmaltz in Arizona is like out of this world right now too. And you know you got all these guys just lighting it up. And I think looking at lines is is really interesting for me too. It's, and especially you know you want to talk about the Leafs, but that that top line is really interesting just because I see it here with the Penguins with with the Rust Gensel Crosby, and it's kind of the same. You have playmaker, the big skilled centerman, playmaker, goal scoring machine, 
mixed with like a little mutt in bunting on the end. It's like the complementary players all kind of need each other and have fed off each other and have boosted each other. And it's like risen this. So, you know, if you look at those like trios around the league that are just absolutely ripping it up and really it's been since the ball dropped in the new year that a lot of these lines are just going crazy right now. So uh, yeah, it's, I think that that line is third in the league since January 1st at, at pr- production over well over a hundred points. So it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's just finding that chemistry and maybe it's just that time of the year where the chemistry is, is, is found with a lot of these lines and a lot of these skill guys that have found like that, you know, it takes, it takes a village, right guys. And I think they found that, you know, their little village of three, uh, has, has kind of found their game and found their rhythm at this time of the year. We're talking to Colby Armstrong, Sportsnet NHL analyst, uh, Colby, we were discussing earlier with Kelly Rudy that, uh, there's a lot of goalies struggling out and including teams that have high expectations like a Washington, a Colorado and Edmonton, yeah. even Toronto. Now we assume that Pittsburgh was going to be one of those teams at the beginning of the season yeah. and they're not. Uh, Tristan Jari has done a, a remarkable job, but he still carries that. Hey, he's never done it before. And remember the time when he couldn't catch a puck last year. <laughs> and where, oh, where are, like how how good in your mind has he been, and how sustainable is this moving forward for Pittsburgh? I think he's had one period this year, honestly, where like it wasn't very good and he got pulled. But for the most part, he's been like super consistent and awesome, and and bounced back from you know, his playoffs. And still, I, I think he's starting to, you know, beat back the people that have, are going to say, okay, we'll see what happens in the playoffs type of thing because of his, of his performance last season where it just, you know, it, it wasn't good at all. It wasn't good at all. And uh, so he had to wrestle those demons and come back and really found his game. Um, it's funny. You mentioned all those other teams. Isn't Marc-Andre Fleury getting traded to all of them? <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> Wait, that's your best friend. You're going like, to tell us where he's going. <laughs> I got to find that out for you, Kipper. Yeah, you bet. I got to find that out. I got to find out what's going on with Marc-Andre Fleury, where he's going to land, because it seems like every day, I turn, like every team's like, well, oh, uh, Fleury's going here, Fleury's going there. Every team wants Fleury right now, so who's going to land in the Fleury sweepstakes? But, um, you know, yeah, for Jari, I mean, it's just been, it's just been confidence, I think, and consistency that has really, like, taken him to another level, and um, he, he's he's right in there, and now it's just here in Pittsburgh. Anyways, it's it's going okay. Casey DeSmith's game starting to kind of climb because you know Tristan's played bulk and majority of all the games, and they're going to need another guy here to you know fill some of these games in uh, for him down the stretch. But you're right, man. You're right. It's it's this uh, the NHL, right? It's call it goalie. You got to have a good goaltender, and you know, case in point, you look out to Calgary, right? They've got a good team. They play strong. They're producing. Their big boys have bounced back. And, you know, they found a good balance to their team. But you got Markstrom in there and even Vladar when you need them, uh, you know, builds a pretty good backbone for them with their goaltending. Okay, I want to, I want you to take your mind off of uh, a, a, a skip the dishes order. And I want you <laughs> to now focus on you are the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, not Kyle Dubas. And you hear wind that Marc-Andre Fleury has some interest in maybe coming to your team at the deadline. What do you do? I, I don't know how you don't try to make that happen. I just, I, if, if that, well, you're asking me to sit up his buddy. <laughs> but I don't know how you don't, like, I don't know how you look at your team 
And you look at some uh, some of the criticisms and deficiencies, and okay, you can say okay, de- defensively or, or the stiffness, which you know has been a you know I think an improvement of teams of past. But at the same time, how do you not? It's like Carolina, right? Carolina's always had a good team. They went and got Freddie. They got Ranta. They kind of solidified a good tandem of goaltending that is, you know, if you ask Brenda Moore, that's I talked to him at the All Star game and said like this is kind of you know, put us up there. Like it's, it's taken us to another level where Freddie has given us, you know, those games and those wins and won games for us and, and stole games or has given us a chance to find our footing in games. And, uh, you know, how do you not, if you have a team that's competitive and making noise and has all these great, you know, toys and things happening with them, how do you not try to look at that to add to that? And I think, you know, if you can look at one thing that could, you know, solve a lot of problems, it's good goaltending. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be going, how do we make this work? What do we got to do? Kolbs, take us inside the uh, dressing room and on the bus and then the hotel rooms around trade deadline time. Uh, you're waiting for guys on your team to get traded, whether you're Pittsburgh or Toronto. You know guys are coming in. You know guys are going out. Are you spending time trading, creating your own trades, trading teammates away, looking around the league and wishing for guys to come in? How does that work? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing because I think you guys know this and, and it's kind of – you know, maybe lost in the in the thinking of, of trade deadline. But if your team is doing good enough, right? Like you're looking for a reward. Like you're like, hey, we've done well. How are you going to enhance our team? You know, like that's kind of like what the players are thinking. Like, you know, like, oh, I love our group. We'd love to keep it together. But if they go out and do something and like one of your buddies leaves, I think it's like, you know, you're like, see, ya, we're going to miss you. <laughs> so happy. You're, yeah, you're, you were awesome. We're so, you know, it was a great run. But we got this guy. And now we're different. And, you know, I think that's kind of something that's funny that, that is kind of a lost thought in the whole trade deadline thing is like, as much as you guys sit around at a hot stove about who you could get or what could put your team over the top or, you know, this guy's available. Do you hear JT Miller? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, can you imagine where he would be in our lineup? And then, you know, you brought up the idea on the bus and the next thing you know, you're packing your bags on deadline day to go somewhere else because you were the victim uh, in, of part of the package to get him. So, yeah, I think it happens. It, it, of course it does. Of course, guys, you know, I think think about that and, uh, are well aware, um, and especially where they are is positioning, right? You're a seller, you're a buyer. Have you put your team in a good spot? Have you put, you know, tied your, your GM's hands together and go, okay, I have to help this group. Or, okay, I should do something, one little tweak or one depth move to add to this group that might work, uh, or one big blockbuster move. And, um, you know, I think they that they, all the guys realize kind of the position they're in with their team and what might or could happen. Who do you think buckles first? Uh for a goaltender or at least starts pushing for flurry, would you have Colorado, Edmonton, or Washington on the top I of your list? Washington. I could see Washington. Um you know, they went they've gone through a little bit of a lull and like it's not do or die desperation. I mean I would like to stay out of that last wild card spot for sure. Uh and they're they're you know, they're right at the heels of those upper metro teams, but they went into a lull. It was a little quiet in, in, in Capitals land. Um, and as it's going to start coming down the stretch here, you can, uh, you go, you'll see this team kind of get it going a bit. They know how to, they'll know how to crank it up and get it going. But uh, I think a team that knows that they, you know, have to address that. And I think, I don't know. I'll be interested to see what uh, Washington will be one of those teams to take a crack at it first. 
if the Leafs uh, make a deal and bring in a middle pair guy or say Mark Giordano comes uh, to to town here, do you think the team can actually get out of the first round this year? Give us your true your true feelings here, Colbs. <laughs> I'm scared. It might take a couple Mark a couple Mark Giordanos. <laughs> would you say clone Giordano? Just two Mark Giordanos together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, this is where we're at, right? It's interesting. And, and you, yeah, you want to, you want to definitely, I think stiffen up the D would be huge and, and Kipper Kipper. How many years have we been saying this? Right. I feel like when we used to be on hockey central at noon, we used to, <laughs> this used to be the co- you know, the, the, the Chihuahua and the pit bull conversation. <laughs> That's, right. To, That's right. <laughs> we talked about it all the time. And if you can, and you know, I know they've done it before, but Gojian and they've gone and gotten this guy, and they, you know, tried guys there. But when you're, when you're, uh, when you're top heavy, as they call it in Toronto, like they are, to try to do something like that, I think is is your only play when you look at your team as something you have, or should, or want to do. It's it's those kind of guys, right? It's those kind of guys that are going to help you be a difference maker in moving forward. You know, it's funny. I look at like, look at like Luke Shen, right? For example, like he goes to Tampa Bay. He doesn't play much. They're in the bubble. I think it was the first cup. He comes in against Tampa Bay or against, sorry, against the Islanders. And if they've got that Sezikis line and they're running around, he fights Matt Martin twice, but just plays like block shots, physicality. And he just kind of, he kind of took the, their identity line like away a little bit. And that was one guy a little, you know, and, and, that's the difference of like that guy that can come in, he pops in for that series and he kind of made a massive difference. And so you look at the Leafs and you're going, okay, is there something like that that we can do that can, you know, turn something because we all know, right. Styles make fights. Playoffs is exactly what it is. And you get a good, a good, you know, uh, opposition that matches up well, that you can, you know, you can handle a little bit better, but eventually it's going to come down that you're going to meet a team that's going to have a little bit of an answer for you or be able to, you know, dictate uh, the way they want to do it. And we, I think, you know, the Leafs are, are open to being dictated physically. And that's something that you, you have to look at a little bit and trying to stiffen up the back end and, and grab a guy. I think Giordano would be a nice guy. How about the fact that uh, nobody blinked when Luke Shen's on waivers two years ago, and now he's I a know. hot commodity and Jimmy Rutherford's telling teams, I'm not trading him. <laughs> <laughs> I know I like the thing about him is is like he can't you know they were saying he can't move we got to move pucks we got to have guys but like he is like a complimentary pair guy you get a guy that can you know big body guy that's physical he'll step in there and take care of of things when he has to and I mean step in and take care of it like old school style like he's not messing around like a like you know and so he has a presence out on the ice now he's one and he kills penalties, block shots, and does all this other peripheral stuff that's super important to teams. So I can see how guys in in the depths. Plus, what does he make? He makes a perfect amount of money for a guy to add for a lot of teams, right? So it's it's it, it works out perfect. But those are the kind of guys I think that can really help. And maybe not the entire run, or maybe not you know for two weeks, but maybe for a week and a half when you really need a guy like that to you know change the lineup or change the look or be a difference maker in, in different areas. Those are the kind of guys that can make a big difference. All right, pal, we're going to let you go. Our thanks to Colby Armstrong, also spokesman for Bud Light, Skip the Dishes, Tim Hortons, <laughs> and soon to be Jenny Craig. Yeah. 
I'm going to go order up some chicken wings right now, fellas. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Thanks, it. Colby. Thanks for reminding me. Colby Armstrong. All right. We'll see you, boys. See you, man. And another year on Luke Shen's contract. So Rutherford doesn't want to trade him now? No. He never did. I don't think he ever did. He loves him. What, is he out of his mind? Well, give me an offer I can't refuse. Yeah. Like, so that's got to be posturing because the Canucks no, are not posturing. You're not living and dying by Luke Shen. He's not a guy you're like, we got to hang on to this guy. Vancouver could absolutely, you got to hold on to him. Listen, I like the player. Vancouver Fine. can make the playoffs next year. If, if, if Vancouver, huh? yeah, yeah, Vancouver's fine. They got Demko. So the Canucks are not going to tear it down here. They're going to. You're telling me trading Luke Shen will tear it down? Well, they're talking about trading JT Miller and Brock yeah. Besser. and I'm not sure about Brit- any of that. You know, the lo- what? I-, I think Besser's got the best chance to leave because they don't want to pay him seven right. and a half million bucks. Right. They're afraid JT of the next Miller deals. they could keep. And Luke Shen is giving them like solid minutes here. How many and more he years makes of solid minutes Luke Shen got? And you're going to pay him next year the same amount. He is he is the bunting of defense for the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> I'll bet you got... one of these adapters that are close to come by, he is not a Canuck after you... the deadline. Okay, you're on. You're on. <laughs> Go ahead and replace him next year for 850. See how well you do. Yeah. Bring the human eraser home. Bring him back to Toronto. <laughs> the human eraser. That was right? his nickname, Conan Jr. Was it? Yeah. And those guys are valuable. Labushkin has given the Leafs solid minutes. But he also cost them a second rounder. You didn't, mm-hmm. you didn't like, you paid a heavy price for Labushkin. It may be 2025. Kyle may be here to pick it. He may not be, but it's <laughs> still a second rounder. Right. So it's not like Labushkin was cheap. Would you have taken Labushkin or Luke I Shen? I don't know. Like, you know, you're trying to frame that deal as a Labushkin for a second isn't quite right. The, there's more. Well, because there's Richie. But they that, traded one of the hottest goal scorers in the NHL. That's part of the cost is getting Nick off Richie's that contract. Okay, so part of it is I got to alleviate a mistake I made. Yeah. It's still a second rounder. It's not a cheap pick. Right. Rich was great. Um, Rich, is, Rich has got four now in Arizona. Right. Is two in a, he had two and one last So. <laughs> That's the way I see it anyways. They're hot commodities, these yeah. guys. Labushkin was a hot commodity enough that the Leafs said, we need to give up a second in 2025. Think the Leafs would give up a second for Luke Shen? No. How about a third? Because they don't have a second, do they? <laughs> no, I, I think a... Th- Listen, if, if Vancouver gets a second or a third, Jimmy it. Rutherford's making that deal. Okay. So he's not taking okay. a fifth. It's not a Ben Hutton deal. Not giving up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And you're crazy... If you're going to give up a second or a third for Luke Shen, it's not. They just he's might not, be crazy he's enough. Not, he's not a second or a third, in my opinion. I, it's too high. But I think we're actually on the same page here, after all. So then, if we are, then he remains a Vancouver Canuck. Well, no, because I think by some, my theory, I, but I think someone will pay the cost that you think is too high. I think someone will pay a second or a third oh, for Luke Shen. Oh my gosh! I want to meet the guy and laugh in his face. He I want to meet the general might not manager. Be too far from here. You can turn around and laugh in my face if you want. You're going to give up a second for Luke Shen? Yeah, might, you know what? I'm just looking at the Leafs draft picks for you. They got a first, a second, and a seventh. But let's just make it so the Leafs don't have to go to the draft next year. We got to trade trade them all away. We just, got a graveyard of takes in here. We're giving yeah. Campbell six six a second for Luke Shen. I took the over in a Leafs game. It's getting ugly. Took the under. 
Right, I took the yeah, other. Yeah. No, I listen, I wouldn't give up a second for Luke Shen, but I would consider a third, no doubt. Yeah, all right. But he's got value, like Kipper said. I mean, the guy well, plays the, a lot the of minutes. Next so the next year of that contract yes. is, is a nice little... The Leafs, it is. The Leafs need guys that make not a lot of money that play somewhat well, minutes. Well, you know, they did sign Kyle Clifford I to know. a two-year $765,000 per deal, uh, which is an American League deal. I haven't looked, but I'm guessing it's a half a million in the AHL. I haven't even looked, but I'm guessing it's a half a million or four hundred grand or something. He'll be happy to play there. He'll stay in Toronto. If they need someone to come up and play tough and play minutes, they trust him. Yeah, and... So, Last night on the fourth line, we saw Jason Spezza take a break, which is great. Awesome. Great. Wonderful. He took a, a game off. And Wayne Simmons should be next. I totally agree. Okay, he got his 1,000th game in last night or uh, two nights ago, got honored last night. Mm-hmm. Give him a break, too. I actually kind of like that fourth line with Kasha and Kerfoot last night. I thought they actually had a couple That's of minutes. That's not even a fourth line, oh, though. No, no, but I thought they had some. I thought <laughs> oh, they, my with, God. With, with He's Simmons. not going anywhere. No, what? you got to... Uh, I'd sooner have Clifford in there in a, in a seven-game series on a fourth line playing five, seven minutes. At least he can really hurt people. Well, uh, I guess the difference is that Kasha Kerfoot is for, not – they're not fourth line. No, no, no but for a regular guys. season, I just thought it was a – they looked – I just thought yes. they looked pretty good How last night. How dare you think and I, that? And Simmons looked energized, looked like he was throwing his weight around, had a chance to put one in in front of the net, didn't do it. But uh, – Pretty, pretty. All right, where do you want to go here? Pretty good. I want to go to Phil Kessel. Okay. So Phil Kessel, to keep his Ironman streak alive at 956 games, mm-hmm. played one shift and then disappeared for the birth of his child, yeah. which is fantastic. We hope it was a great experience. Or maybe it hasn't happened yet. I have no idea. Start of being a but present father. It's a, a good. wonderful uh, a moment that shouldn't be missed. It was missed in my era and many before that. Guys just never thought about missing a game yeah, for the birth of a child. But we know we've evolved yeah. and we're more sympathetic to those family moments. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. <laughs> oh, come on. What'd you think? Think it's weird? Maybe one of the biggest Bush League moves I've heard in a long time. Wow. Bush League. Okay? Okay. You do not mess with the integrity of a hockey game to keep that streak alive with one shift. That's Bush. Bush League. It is embarrassing. Oh, come on. No way. Their, Their games mean nothing. They... Our bush, Kipper. It's not it a real matter. streak if you just cherry pick like that. That's a take I can get on board with. Okay. I'll give you another take. Okay. You're the National Hockey League. Yeah. You're asking now people to spend their hard earned money to bet in your league. Okay. Mm. All right. So I bet on Arizona last night and I'm betting it because I like. Phil Kessel. And then you guys turn around and pull him off of one shift. You don't tell me about it. And you just go and do it on your own. Where's the integrity on that bet? You tell me, Mr. Vegas. (laughs) Where's the integrity on that? That's a good point. I like that take. Because if you had uh, Phil Kessel, you know, you went on to your whatever your 
favorite betting site is, and right. you're like, I'm going to sprinkle on uh, my hard-earned dollars. Plus point five yes. goals in or this over game. a goal. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. There, you got to come clean. Particularly when they celebrate him for you know whatever. If he ends up being the Iron Man at some point, or but you, you want me to spend time. my hard-earned money and, and bet in your league? You can't hide that. No, so I've got a, the other take on this, just that it, like, the old, like, have a heart here. I mean, the guy is, the Arizona Coyotes aren't making yeah, playoffs. They buddy. can live down a guy for a hockey game. Yeah, you're, everybody gets a trophy mentality here. <laughs> yeah. Have a heart. Well, you know? it just it doesn't matter to the game, and so he's, so let's he wants fake, to be there for his son. Let's fake an Ironman daughter, streak. I don't know. So I like the idea that Arizona is accommodating one of their players who wants to be there for the birth of their child but doesn't want to break this streak that they've worked a whole so, career to achieve. So I watched the shift that he played. Oh, did you? Oh, I didn't think to. So I watched the shift that he played, and so we were talking about the over goal prop. Yeah. Uh, Buddy on his line had him wide open streak into the net and he put a puck in his skates. Like if he had to hit him with it, he would have scored. Like it would have been a tap in and he put a puck in his skates as a two Steven on one. Stamkos and- so basically like you would have had a chance to hit your over on the goal prop. And then, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, but I, I, I don't really care about it. I don't think I'm as fired up I, about I it as Kipper, I, I, but I think the bet, the betting side of it is actually a really good take and an interesting angle that I hadn't thought. I of. don't really care about it. Even that uh, it's not, right. it's, not it's, it's not, it's not make or breaking me. I only get a little animated because I don't know. I just do. It's fun. <laughs> I don't know. We are on sports, I don't know on sports I radio, Kipper. I hope you get animated. So, but that's yeah. That's the biggest one for me. So it's one of those things where I like my brain, my uh, me trying to be thoughtful is like overriding my like instinct. Or just like that's yeah, that's pretty pathetic. You know, like that is my instinct. But then I'm like, okay, think it through. All right, it makes sense for the team yeah. to help out the guy and his career yeah. and. Uh, if you're you know, gonna break a record like that, we gotta we can't call it Iron Man. We gotta change the element, so like an aluminum streak or something. <laughs> Iron Man plus one shift blade. <laughs> yeah, copper. It, aluminum's good. <laughs> Daphite. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Well, interesting one. There. Anyways, that's my take. Okay, that's a great take. Um, Alexander Ovechkin caught Yarmer Yager. Third all-time in the NHL goals list. Um, Are we at the point now where um, you got to look over your shoulder and see who's watching you, if you clap or not, or you cheer for Ovechkin? No. I think you're allowed to cheer for... Uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's, a, it's, a, it's an individual preference. Yes. That's all it is, and everybody's got their right Here's to the say... Part. To, sh- to shrug off, you know, the, po- the, uh, the political angle and just focus on the game the everybody ha- everybody has the right and and um pro, we, we pro respect everybody's stance but it's a hard one <laughs> you know, for some it's a tough one to be like this person be like yeah i still celebrate ovechkin it's like yeah but and it does it does kind of it certainly felt like it curtailed a bigger Oh, moment sure. for I'm the, sure the National National knew, Hockey knew League. Maybe this isn't the time to well, the official blast it from the social accounts. Well, the official NHL um, Twitter account uh, did not tweet out anything Nothing, from, eh? but they retweeted the Washington Capitals uh, tweet for it. So they didn't said anything. So there, the Capitals statement. That, that's a big deal. That is a big deal because every goal from here on in, you know, there's there's only Howe and Gretzky. That's it, right? Yeah, and. 
to me, that's a big deal that the National Hockey League would not acknowledge that but would only through the Washington Capitals. That's a big deal to me. I agree. I think that's something that that is your league. That's the most important record in your league. And you're not going to send out like a big sort of congratulatory, congratulatory yeah. thing across all your socials. It's pretty telling. So the Capitals put out a statement that was like, you know, we stand with the NHL in condemning Russia's, uh, you know, assaults on Ukraine. But also, we stand by our Russian players here and recognize that they're in a tough spot, you know, trying to show support for their guys without... It's just a messy issue, tough to support someone. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too with that statement. You're trying to support someone who has supported the guy leading the thing you just condemned. Correct. It's it's impossible. They, they, They can't look good no matter what they do. They can't look good to their star if they condemn it, and they can't look good to the rest of the people by standing with their star. They can't do anything right, so... Good luck. Good luck, Capitals. Can just one simple thing help maybe Ovi, the Capitals, the NHL? Just one thing. I'm scared of what it is. What? Just take the picture down. You that really think you think that's really bothers you? Ovechkin I has think Putin it would in help. Instagram I profile. I think it would help. He doesn't have to say anything, but just take the picture down honestly do you think it'll make a difference insane i just his profile picture is it still i just went to check again because i'm like there's there's no way and it's still if he took the picture down you don't do you think it would go a long way to help it's really tough when the one time he spoke on it he said please no more war please no more war and then you have the warmonger as your instagram profile picture it's like ha tough to take your word seriously Sammy, would it help if he took it down? Would it matter to you? I, it I, would I don't me. think it's going it to help anything. Me. It would me. I don't think it's going to help anything, but maybe his public perception, it might help. But like just, in the grand scheme of things, I don't, I think, I think everybody knows where he stands. Let's just say that. Which is why. But many, many would feel like by removing it, it would put maybe his family in harm's way. I, I don't know, or it would upset him yeah, or yeah. Right? It would show disloyalty. Slava Malamud, the guy who, uh, you know, has, has been very outspoken about this, was on the Drive Time show and did a great interview, has commented that, you know, this thing that his family would be in some danger, A, is not true. Apparently his family is not in danger. But also, if the guy you're supporting is so dangerous that not that speaking out against him or even just taking down a profile picture of him puts your family at risk maybe the guy that you're supporting is to be feared and not someone to support so uh, that's i guess I, we should fit in in the last seconds here i got a, some bets to talk oh about. yeah i was gonna put it in there <laughs> so happy to change this conversation yeah, 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 yeah. okay okay um tonight the washington capitals are in edmonton as we just discussed and guess what they are the underdogs in edmonton plus 110 just money line the oilers are minus 128 so I'm going to go ahead and bet on the Capitals, who I think are a better hockey team than the Oilers. Pretty simple when you get underdog odds. And uh, who do you like tonight between Washington and Edmonton? I, I like I like the momentum that Washington carries in off of a, a big weight in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, really rolling. Obviously, Ovi got two last night. Um, the other thing that I quite like is, uh, Sammy, you'll, you'll like that on this over-under. I hopefully am uh, being smarter about it at least. The over of six and a half goals is almost even money. So six and a half goals. To me, we got the Oilers who can score, the Capitals who can score, uh, back-to-back for the Capitals. 
you know, both teams that have goaltending issues. Pretty simple to me that over six and a half goals at even money is a pretty good bet. Like it. Okay. Life's too short to bet the under, baby. Let's go. It's just not fun, let me tell you. You're always in it with an over. I'm going to go the under. Okay. Nugent Hopkins back out of the lineup. Is he? Hurts the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. It's the last time I checked. Yeah. He's he's out. Man, that guy can't, uh, can't stay in. All right, our thanks to Kelly Rudy, Colby Armstrong, Derek Brandale. Still pushing the right buttons, even though we're in this shoebox of a studio. Sammy McKee, back from Florida. Hasn't missed a beat. I was going to say, didn't notice any tan. You're in SPF you 100 do an over under? Give me, a, give me the odds on uh, us being back on YouTube tomorrow. 100%. And yeah. I wore a lot of sunscreen. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Real Kipper and Bourne, right back at you tomorrow.